welcome. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about music. Some people call it metal, some people call it hard rock, and then there are those bands like Avenged Sevenfold, who really shouldn't be called metal because their drums suck. And if this show offends you, then, well, you can turn it off. Throughout the 50 years of metal, 50 plus, Cream, the hardness of Sunshine of Your Life, that bass that sounded like it was coming from hell, to Stephen Wolf saying those immortal words, heavy metal thunder, to Black Sabbath, Taking that imagery and Ozzy saying, People go to the movies to get scared. Why don't you fucking make songs of scare people? So that's what they did. To Led Zeppelin, dazed and confused, the hardness of hard rock metal. Hey, I like things that are hard just like the next person, especially metal. It's been called heavy metal, it's been called metal, it's been called hard rock, it's been called. Uh, shock rock thrash oh I love that term thrash industrial so many people I mean I've, I've seen almost all of them I've seen Behemoth I've seen Tool I've seen Metallica some would consider Tool metal or hard rock or prog, prog rock um, I haven't seen Nine Inch Nails yet I'm about to see Meshuga. And that's the thing. It used to be called rock and roll, okay? And then it was called rock in the late 1960s with the Rolling Stones and the Who and Janis Joplin, Big Brother and the Holding Company from San Francisco. And of course, Grace Slick of Jefferson Airplane because don't you want somebody to love you? Don't you want some, need somebody to love you? You better find some heavy metal to fucking love. Yes. I was talking to a friend of mine. His name is Metal Guy. And I, I said, Avenge Set, why do people consider that shit metal? It's not. It sucks. It sucks. Now, I'm not a big fan of hair metal. He would disagree with me. And then there's always been that, you know, everyone we've always talked about is it who's the better singer of Van Halen, Sammy or Dave? For me, it's Sammy. But then people will be, well, but Dave made the band. Okay, all right, all right. But Sammy made them even better. Can we talk about Pound Cake? Can we talk about right here, right now? Okay. And yes, Running with the Devil and Jump, do, do, do. Hot for Teacher, Panama. Come on, come on, come on, come on. But for me, the true frontman of Van Halen was their guitar player, Eddie motherfucking Van Halen. Okay? Talk about a virtuoso. Heavy metal. I mean, it's been... I mean, there's... Some have called it satanic. You know, you have Slayer. I love Slayer. You have Behemoth. Even Tool. I've talked about this on this show before, that I wanted to take my friends, they're a family, to all go see Tool. My friend was like, my daughter doesn't want to go because she thinks they're devil worshippers because they have a pentagram. I was like, okay. And we're looking at what's hanging from the stage. She's like, that's not a pentagram. And I'm thinking, well, it really shouldn't matter. But you know, 
That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Oh, and Iron Maiden. I saw Iron Maiden in 2019. They had a fucking flamethrower. That is metal right there. Come on. Run to the Hills. Number of the Beast. They opened with Aces High. A freaking airplane hanging from the, the... the ceiling. I mean, it, that's metal right there. That's metal. I have a couple of, me- you know, I have Carrie King from um, Slayer. I have the Funko Pop. And then, of course, I have Lemmy. Lemmy Kill Meister. Come on. Oh my God. If you want to gamble, I'll tell you, I'm your man. You win some, you lose some. It's all. I'm not going to sing it because they would sue my ass. There is a really great program that furthered my interest into metal because I, I liked it but you know and it's oh god Slipknot oh Slipknot I'm gonna see Slipknot in the fall so yes okay so in 2011 there was a really great series called Metal Evolution uh, it was directed by anthropologist and filmmaker Sam Dunn yes and director and producer and music supervisor Scott McFadden. And it is an amazing journey. I mean, it covers Alice Cooper, Slash, Lemmy, Rob, Rob Zombie, Megadeth, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, Slayer, Judas Priest, Van Halen, White Snake, Def Leppard, The Stooges, ZZ Top, Soundgarden, Motley Crue, Poison, Rage Against the Machine, Alice in Chains, Corn, Slipknot, Lamb of God, and more. And yes. When they get to... Now, everyone else is featured, okay? When they get to progressive metal, all right? Everyone else... They, you know, they left their music being played. Tool did not. Tool were like... And and that's what I love about Tool. They were like, no, we don't want to be featured in that. You can talk about us. And they talked to their producer, David Petrell. But they were like, no, we don't want... We don't want our music in there. And I respect them for that. I mean, yeah, some of you would be like, but it would be so great to have them in there. Well, it didn't happen. Now, one person who has metal characteristics, uh, you know, you can't, that's the other thing is some people don't want to be categorized. And Al Jorgensen of Ministry, when they call him industrial, he's like, don't want to be categorized and right there i i not only i saw ministry oh god they were amazing also we need to factor in the blues we need to factor in the blues because hard music right there the hardness the rawness come it comes from the blues it just does and Okay. I I want to highlight this interview. I have such respect for Al Jorgensen of Ministry and what he was able to do at the beginning and then really remix Ministry. Here is Al Jorgensen doing an interview with Metal Hammer.
themselves, maybe OD, maybe come out a better person, I don't know, it's a festival. I've never spent time off here, I would like to. Uh, it's difficult for me because uh, for whatever reason, my brain functions uh, aren't patterned to drive on the left-hand side of the road. So I need to hire cars wherever I go. And I get hit by cars as I cross streets because I'm always looking the wrong way. So it's difficult for me. I enjoy the country, I enjoy the people, I enjoy the weather, I enjoy the landscape, the topography. I just, I, I would be injured if I lived here trying to cross the street with left-handed driving. I lived in London for two years and I got hit by a car four times in two years. My brain just isn't wired that way. So uh, other than that, I love this place. ZZ Top used to sequence engine things. Do you consider them an industrial band? I don't. Consider them a good band. Uh, us? I don't consider ourselves industrial. I consider us doing what seems to fit right for us. I don't want to be part of a scene. I don't know of an industrial scene. I don't know of industrial band. I mean, if you really want to go to industrial bands, go back to Stockhausen, the Throbbing Gristle, the Neubaut, or uh, SPK, or so many bands. They were really doing, well, even crop work, doing things uh, methodically and And so Al Jorgensen really doesn't like the label. And that and that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Everyone has their own take on metal, their own ethos of metal. And where you know where does it all come from okay well it's hard rock but then you know there's there's all these different elements and um there's all these different i mean it it's just one of those things that uh can we ca- I mean can we call Nirvana metal? No. <laughs> no. And then there, and then there's different um you know there's different influences in metal. Some people just want to thrash, some people here we go. Telling us what is the the, the, the primary ideology or primary ideas that
See, he said it right there. <laughs> he said it. I mean, everyone has their different take on metal. What it does, what it brings, what it conjures. Um, there's glam metal. There's, there, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there. I don't want to say shit. And um, here we go. Sam Dunn from Banger Films, and thanks for watching the Rob Halford episode for Rock Icons. You know, making this episode, we had this crazy idea to get a vintage Firebird, uh, put Rob in it, and drive down the Las Vegas Strip uh, during rush hour on a Friday night. But uh, it was a pretty bad idea because A, Rob didn't know where we were going, and neither did I. And so what it made me realize is, is just how cool and patient and, and such a great guy uh, that Rob is. So thank you, Rob, and um, we'll see you next week. I've had the chance to interview Rob Zombie many times over the past 10 years, but still to this day, my most memorable interview with him is the first time I met him. I remember we were in a high-powered LA management office in 2005, and I gotta say, this interview remains one of the most quotable in all of Banger's history. Metal fans love it forever. No one goes, yeah, I was really big into Slayer one summer, you know? <laughs> There's no, like, I've never met that guy. I've only met the guy who's got Slayer carved across his chest. The other thing that Rob reminds us is that there's a lot more to metal and rock than just the music. It's gotta be a show. Otherwise, it's just grunge. as music you know i saw it all as one big thing like i loved movies and comics and music and anything you know hot rods and monsters and girls in bikinis and this and that and everything and i just like jammed it all together into the band you know because some people like they you know i don't know they they, they think they're about this i don't know i just took everything and all seemed like one giant thing to me that's when i came time to put the band together i was obsessed with i was as obsessed with the t-shirts and the stage show as i was with the music or the, i mean it was just it was all important it was all one big thing because i know this is nothing against anyone else but i know sometimes people weren't like i remember like bands would be about the music and be like oh image and this that doesn't matter i mean don't watch you know and i would say oh yeah it doesn't matter trust me if Jimi hendrix was a big fat bald guy we wouldn't still be talking about him but he was like this really cool-looking guy, and I was like, oh, my God. Or, like, you know, if Jim, same thing, Jim Morrison or whoever, if they were just like, you know, Jim Morrison looked like Orson Welles, we wouldn't be listening to the doors. And, you know, and, it all matters. And, and, and the whole visual element at that time was totally uncool, too, right? Like, oh, yeah. We're swimming upstream in a way. Yeah. So that's Sam Dunn of of Metal Evolution, Banger TV, talking to Rob, uh, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie's all about image. And then he talked to Rob Halford. This is Bruce Dickinson of uh, Iron Maiden. Which is insane <laughs> because 
Maiden is my all-time favorite band. Live After Death, my all-time favorite Maiden record was recorded at the Hammersmith, so it was a huge moment for me, and I'll never forget it. We were on our first filming leg of Metal Headbangers Journey, and there I was, meeting my hero. And you know, I was, I was really nervous. I was new to filmmaking, I was new to interviewing, and I didn't know how it was going to go. But after a couple minutes of rolling camera, I realized that Bruce is an amazing guy who's super intelligent, super articulate, and so it made it a lot easier for me as an amateur at <laughs> what I was doing. So, you know, people ask me, what's your most memorable moment uh, after 10 years of doing this? And I gotta say, it's this moment, Dickinson at the Hammersmith Odeon, 2004. Let's start talking about the lyrical content of Iron Maiden. One thing we're interested in is kind of culturally where metal comes from, and Maiden contains a lot of lyrics that deal with themes of European history, literature, and these kinds of things. I'd like to know why, Bruce, your thoughts on why is it that heavy metal is a, is a suitable arena to talk about these themes? Uh, if heavy metal was uh, a movie, uh, it wouldn't be a romantic, uh, you know, a romantic love story. You know, it, it wouldn't have loads of dialogue in it. It would have a lot of action um, and a lot of action and drama. It would be a war movie, or it would be a, an epic story of the struggle between good and evil, with plenty of Dungeons and Dragons thrown in. You know, um, it would be Troy, but better. <laughs> just the 
fabulous title coverage. It's obviously one of the most important symbols in the history of Melbourne, arguably Eddie. Uh, and tell me about the significance of Eddie, or what does it, what, what does Eddie represent for Iron Man? Uh, well, what Eddie represents for us is probably different to what Eddie represents for the audience. I, I've only ever seen Eddie as a like an alter an alter ego for the band um, as a band we're not um, we don't do the moment and so that was Bruce Dickinson we'll cut it off uh, talking to uh, Sam Dunn about Iron Maiden very legendary metal band and I think we'll end there for the been interesting i mean there's in the subgenre i i hate that term because then it's like why do we have to categorize everything why well mainly for money mainly for money and to appease the status quo shall we say so as always unpleasant dreams and rock